Web Life Big. What's up, GoBros? Hey, welcome to the GoBro Room. Today, we have a very special interview. It's not even an interview. Well, it is an interview. Mike McCarthy is going to be do, do, doing the interview with the two pillar killers. You're not only these guys bucket list masters, but they are legendary fathers. Be excited because this is going to be an awesome interview and you are going to learn a ton about creating an epic life with no regrets. I can't wait. Let's get to it. We are live here on Facebook in the GoBundance Elite Facebook group and uh, really happy to be with you today with Mr. Pat Colinane and Mr. Len Giancola, uh, two of my favorite tribe members, great friends, uh, great husbands, great fathers. Uh, these guys have some amazing wisdom to share with you today on a, a pillar. All of them are very important and I always make a case for why each one is probably the most important, but um, you know, authentic relationships is something that you know, really is a foundational piece of GoBundance, mainly because it's, it's why we're coming together is the relationship. You know, that's the piece that en enriches our lives. It gives us a vehicle to contribute to the lives of others. So it's such a great topic, and I'm um, really glad to be here with these guys today. So how are you guys doing? You ready for this? Doing great. Yeah. Doing great. Well. All right. Well, for the uh, tribe members that are brand new or who need to get out more, can you share a little bit about who each of you guys are and your passions, your personal family, all of that? Pat, you go ahead and take us away first, buddy. Okay. Well, I've been uh, been GoBundance for about three years, and uh, as far as my passions go, I love golf. I love hanging out with friends. I love traveling. Um, and then as we just uh, recently wrote a book about relationships, so which is one of the reasons why I'm probably got voted for by somebody on this thing. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. What else you want? To know? Well, what do you do business-wise? Uh, like, where do you live? Yeah. Um, I'm in I'm in live in Salt Lake City. I'm in uh, logistics and supply chain and software development. Um, I sold most of the brick and mortar and employees part of the business, and I focus on consulting and software development now and then nobody is allowed to be in GoBundance unless they invest in real estate so I started doing that also that's a <laughs> joke but, uh, yeah and been in Salt Lake for about 20 years but thinking awesome. about moving so what's the name of your book bigger love awesome and uh, I'm sure we'll hear a little bit more about that later and your amazing wife Sam is your partner in the book and you know uh you guys make an excellent example of uh, what bigger love can look like. So you guys are amazing. And if you haven't read, is it chapter three? Four. Chapter four? Get Yeah, you want to have your wife read chapter four, if nothing else. Uh, might want to let her read chapter one through three so she doesn't think that it's all about chapter four. But, you know, we'll, we'll share more about that later. So, Len, tell us about you. Yes, uh, Len Giancola, 48 years old, born and raised in Staten Island, New York, and followed the traditional script of go to college, get a good job, save for my 401k, worked on Wall Street for 12 years, and in 2005, moved down to Florida, currently live in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida, 
with my wife and my best friend, Marnie. We've been together for 27 years, married for 22. I have two daughters, Liana and Sophia, 16 and 13. And I guess I'm now a serial entrepreneur and investor. Awesome. And uh, some of you may have already heard or saw that Len was also voted as a pillar killer uh, in another, uh, in the bucket list. Uh, so we already did an interview with him and Mark Schwager that was really awesome. So if you didn't see that, check it out as well. Uh, and Rob Caldwell says, hi guys. So anytime you all post uh, on the Facebook group here, the Go team is standing by to post it for us here in Zoom so that we can see. So if you're on there, let us, let us, uh, let us know you're there. We'll see that you're there. Give us some love. Uh, it's really cool to be going live and to have this technology, and we're going to be doing a lot more interviews, uh, not just with our own members, but people outside the tribe. Sean Lowry does this uh, on Wealth Building Wednesdays, uh, so if you uh, uh, check that out frequently, that's a great uh, opportunity to learn, and those recordings are always published as well. Um, and then uh, we're going to be doing more just live broadcasts, uh, me and and other elders and members interviewing people that might have wisdom of any kind for us. Um, there's something about this Bitcoin thing that's going on. You might have heard of it. Uh, so I know some people are interested in that. We might bring some guys on and just learn more about it. But other topics as well. And here's what I'll say is, and why I'm saying this is, if you know somebody that is has some wisdom in any topic, especially related to our six pillars, that we should interview on this type of format right here. Uh, let's do it. And uh, especially if you think they might be a good speaker at a future event, because this is almost the best possible format for us to get to know a speaker together and then collectively decide if we wanted to bring them into a future event. So I love this format. I think this is great. And we'll continue to bring uh, lots of content and uh, interviews to you guys here live on Facebook, and then these also will be released as podcasts in the future. So that's all the also, go business I have to share for today. So we, Len and I, are starting our own cryptocurrency. It's called Chunk Coin. While everybody else is chasing the bits, we're going after chunks. So just a little tip on that one, boys. That's right. Grab crypto big. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk later about how um, bad humor can enhance relationships. Always. <laughs> All right, so let's get us started on a question here. You know, talk to me about why you think authentic relationships are important. And even, even more so or add to it, you know, um, what do you think the pillar authentic relationships actually means? Like, what, what is it by definition? And then why is it so important? So uh, and D Daniel Ramsey says, yo. So Pat, uh, you, you can answer first if you want here. Uh, what, what, why is this an important pillar in abundance? I think it's, well, I think it's, it's probably the uh, foundational pillar and that it kind of ties into everything else. Um, when it comes to relationships, they're, they're basically all you've got in the end, you know what I mean? What you've built there. So, I mean, if you're talking about accountability, you know, you want to have a decent enough relationship so that somebody listens to you there. If you're talking about um, just about any of it, bucket list adventures, those can totally be enhanced by relationships. Um, almost all of them, you can go right down the line. And I, and I honestly believe that the authentic relationships are, are kind of what we're either chasing or trying to build up so that we can, you know, enhance our success. Yeah, absolutely. Len, what do you think? 
Yeah, first, I just want to say thank you to the tribe for even honoring us both with this with this uh, position, I guess. Um, I actually think, I don't think I should be here. I think Pete Cook should actually be here. He's the best relationship person on the planet. Uh, he knows more people on the planet. He's got me into GoFundMe, so I, I owe a debt of gratitude to Pete, and I know I say that a lot, but I can't say it enough. Um, he is the best relationship person I've ever met. I think the reason that I'm on this call is because people see my relationship with my wife and kids. So I'm probably was voted in for that. And for that, I'm grateful. Um, I, I believe relationships can come in different forms. So there's the first relationship that's important is the relationship with yourself. I think a lot of people are not honest with themselves and they have to be to have an authentic relationship with yourself. Secondly, I think there's one with the spouse. Then there's one with your kids. Then there's a relationship with friends and family, and then there's a relationship with business or clients in your network. I think each of them can have a different level of importance as you go through life. For me, I actually focus, you know, mostly obviously on my wife and kids, um, but it starts with yourself. And I think there's a lot of people out there that just when they lay their head down at night, there's someone else during the day and they need to be authentic with themselves and be who you are, whether people like it or not. That's one thing that I used to be, I used to worry about what other people thought to try and create relationships. And on the latter part of my life, the second half of my life so far that I have put that aside and I just am who I am, whether people like it or not, I really don't care anymore. And that's, that's allowed me to be authentic and the people who really truly know me know the type of person I am. So that's how I look at it. Yeah, that's great, man. What, what, that's such great context to the topic. I love it. Um, and I would just add to that, you know, just from the GoBundance elders point of view and the, how the tribe was created, you know, that authentic part of the relationship is so important because, you know, people have relationships. Everybody has relationships, but do they have authentic relationships? That's the key. And so when we look at GoBundance as a tribe, what does an authentic relationship look like? Well, the first thing is, and you guys mentioned it, is the accountability you know, if it's truly authentic, there's a, a two-way street of accountability that happens where you're saying you're going to do something and the other person also has some expectations and some things that they're supposed to do. And within our tribe, we hold standards that we chase and seek and go towards abundance in all things. And so we're always continuing to grow and to strive uh, within GoBundance. So I think it's, uh, it's a way that we connect to each other and, and share a common conversation that really creates the context within GoBundance that is that authenticity. And you saw it at Whistler during our appreciative inquiry when we, when we flushed out the core values and, and things that people valued most about GoBundance. It was the authenticity. It was the vulnerability. And it was the relationships, the coming together, the the people and how they were showing up that was the, the delivery system for that. So there's also a saying that we've put on a shirt early on if you went to one of our Denver trips where we climbed a 14er about two years ago. It was on the shirt. It said, say what you mean and do what you say. And so that's, you know, so often in the world, people are not actually saying what they mean. They're saying one thing, but they actually mean another thing. And that doesn't create a, a foundation where growth can happen. It's not a fertile ground for it. So we really work in a, a place amongst each other where we give each other permission to, 
to be authentic in that way. And then we have an expectation through accountability that what you do say you're going to do, you'll go do. So just wanted to add that context because that's the, you know, that was the intent of having an authentic relationship as a pillar. And one little known fact or unknown fact is that originally there was only five pillars and we added the sixth pillar being authentic relationships because we realized that that's the fam abundance. That's the go wives trip that's coming up. That's the go couples trips that Pat puts together uh, every year for us. You know, that's the addition of that pillar spawned a whole lot of other relationships within go abundance and bringing families into it. So I thought I'd add that context there. Uh, so guys, I'd love to hear some stories around uh, relationships for you both. Um, can, I, can I add one thing? Yeah, can I yeah, add one thing to what you just said? Absolutely. Um, you, when, when you, you kind of tied the whole accountability <laughs> thing and then talked about the other pillars, but a huge part even of the accountability and the relationship pillar is that vulnerability, which you mentioned. And because you, you can't have, you know, even the accountability, you, you got to express vulnerability before you can even get to the part where people can help you with, you know, on the accountability side. So I just wanted to like emphasize that. Yeah. Yeah. That came through in the, um, in Whistler too, is that it was a place where you could go and share what you were really struggling with or challenged with. And, and guys that are patriarchs of their family and leaders, they don't necessarily get that environment to go and say, Hey, I'm challenged with this situation right now and I need help or advice. And, uh, we create that space, um, for that to happen. So great addition, Pat. That, that, that was awesome. Good thought. Awesome. Well, uh, so either one of you can jump in, whoever's ready here, but I'd love to hear a story about a breakthrough for you when it comes to relationships or take us back to the beginning. You know, have you always been strong at your relationships or did something happen or change along the way? So would love to just hear some context around your experience um, with this pillar uh, in your past. I've always been what I call a people person. So relationships, I feel like, have always been important to me. But it, whether or not you, I mean, just because you're a people person and you like relationships and they're important to you doesn't always mean that you're, you're any good at them. So um, a lot of the relationship advice and experience that, that I have, I've kind of figured out along the way with, with my wife because we, first 10 years, we ended up almost getting divorced and separated for a year. And then um, ended up getting back together and owning a lot of our shit and then moving up forward and really having an incredible relationship since then. Um, and I shared the one story that I learned early on with her. I, I kind of wrote a blurb about it several months ago on the Go Abundance Elite page, but I'll reiterate that. And that's, um, I call it my, my passion epiphany. Um, and, and passion plays a part in pretty much anything you do, whether it's your relationships or your your business or, or, you know, any of that stuff. So, um, your tribe, all of it. Um, but I remember I was, I was like, this is kind of, I was, uh, we were, we were having sex and I'm laying there and I was like this, I was like, Oh God, this is two years in our marriage. And I was like, maybe not even that I was 18 months in. And I thought, man, how am I going to be with the same woman for the rest of my life? This is sex is getting a little stale. I'm not sure if I can do this, you know, cause I used to play the field a lot. And, uh, <laughs> And anyways, we finished and I'm laying there and I'm like, wait a second. I was just the guy laying on top going like this. 
And uh, I was like, I wasn't exactly bringing my A game there either. You know what I mean? So I decided right then, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to ever do that again. I'm going to bring everything I got the next time we have sex and uh, make it awesome. And, and I did, and it was, and it's, we've never even looked back in that department ever. So I've had to reiterate that, you know, multiple times in my life. Remember, like I remember a year into GoBundance, I didn't know if I wanted to renew. And, um, and I was like, I just don't know what I'm getting out of the tribe. And then I remembered, oh shit, well, what am I giving? I'm not giving crap. So I need to plug in and become fully invested before I make the decision that it's not doing anything for me. And I've never looked back as far as my involvement with GoBundance. It's, it's awesome. You can get as much out of it as you want to, as you want to put into it. Um, and selling my business, I, the guys asked me, you know, why are you selling? And I'm like, I'm burned out. I want to get out of this thing. I just, I'm not, it, it just doesn't light my fire anymore. And so these, these are the things that I gave them as, as far as reasons as to why I was selling my business. And of course they came back with the freaking horrible low ball offer. And, um, but while they were putting this crappy offer together, I, I thought about this, I remember my passion epiphany and I'm like, man, I'm not putting anything into this business. No wonder I'm burned out. I walk in and I go straight into my office. I don't say hi to anybody. So I kind of reinvigorated myself with my business and, and my enthusiasm and everybody started getting a little more enthusiastic. So needless to say, when I went, when I sat down with these guys, I was like, I don't want to sell it anymore. I changed my mind. Um, and your offer sucks anyway. And so we ended up getting four times what we, what they originally offered. Um, just because I changed my attitude about, about that. So, and it, and it starts with how this all ties in is it starts with relationships. You know, the people that work for you, the people that you interact with every day, um, when you're feeling depressed or disconnected, it's usually because you're not connecting or, or trying to lift people up. So that's, that's a big one for me. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. I love it. There's so much wisdom in what you were saying of just looking at the pattern you're stuck in in a relationship like thinking about how we just tend to show up and slowly but surely we're not bringing our all to something if we're not if we don't really bring awareness to that so i thought that was amazing and then the idea of like just having that moment to switch and say you know i'm only going to get out of this relationship or anything whatever i put in right so if i put this in then i can expect something out but if i'm not giving anything or i'm not showing up then i can't expect anything out but that happens in in everybody's relationships. So beautiful story, man. Love it. Great wisdom. Len, how about for you, man? Yeah, I'll, I'll give two stories. Um, one from a marriage point of view and one from a friend point of view. So first I'll go marriage. And this is just my opinion on what's, what's worked for us, right? So we got married young. Marnie and I got married at 25 years old. And we had a plan that we were not going to have kids right away. So for the first five or six years, we traveled together. We, we became best friends. We wanted to do everything together, going to events, just having dates, just spending downtime together. So for five or six years, it was just us. And we got to really strengthen that bond of us before we had kids. I see a lot of people that have marriage problems had kids really early or right away, and they didn't have a chance to strengthen the bond of just them too. Okay, so, so our bond strengthened during those first few years of dating and first few years of marriage. That was 10 years for us, where we didn't have anybody else but us. It was great. Then we had our two kids, obviously, and those, those years, we all know it, those years when the kids are small, you don't have a lot of alone time. You don't have a lot of romantic time. You don't have a lot of time to go away by yourself. So then when the kids get to a certain age, 
we started that again. So now Marnie and I make sure we go on a lot of dates. We go on a lot of trips alone. You know, next weekend, we're going to Miami again. You know, Miami's our favorite place locally. And we just go for the weekend and we get crazy and do funky stuff together just to strengthen that bond and bring that romance and that spark back because sometimes when you're home with the kids, that tends to drift away. So my advice is spend a lot of alone time however you can to keep that bond strong and it'll, it'll eliminate some of the relationship hiccups with your wife. Um, secondly, I'm going to give a friend story and I'm going to go back to Pete Cook and I don't think anybody even knows this story. Hopefully Pete won't mind me saying it. But um, about eight or ten years ago, you know, Pete and I know each other for, I don't know, 15 years. But eight or ten years ago, Pete was going through some financial struggles and I was going through a business partnership divorce. So I had my own crap going on. And we had an investment and, you know, Pete owed me some money and he wasn't able to pay it. But I remember him coming, coming to me and he looked me right in the eyes and said, I don't know how or I don't know when, but I'm going to pay you back someday. And we lost touch for a couple of years because we were both dealing with our own stuff. And a few years later, he called me and he goes, I have an awesome situation for you. I want to be able to pay you back for some of the money I wasn't able to pay you back then. And he gave me this uh, client and deal that made me 10 times what he owed me. And all of a sudden, that strengthened our bond. And it taught me that, you know, a lot of people say they have a good word. Very few do. He was one of those. And it really strengthened our friendship. And we're like brothers for the last, you know, I don't know, five, six, seven years, whatever it is. So it showed me that a lot of people are BS. And the authentic ones are the ones you keep in your circle. I keep my circle tight. And Pete will never leave that circle again. And it's, uh, it, just, it just taught me a lot. Awesome. Love it. Yeah, that's great, Len. I think, um, I think having that, that foundation of experience with, with people in any relationship is so key. Like, I love how you were saying, like, you and Marnie had a chance to really, really build the experience um, and shared experience that was needed, which, which helped enhance your communication and helped enhance sort of that sense of love and connection that you were you are having together and uh, I just love how beautifully that fits together with you know and also the reminder too for all of us with young kids like just hold on right now and do your best to have these things but know that like it's going to be a struggle for a little while and you got to remember early on that there was a relationship there that existed before you had kids like it's hard for me to even remember that but you got to hold on to that. And you also have to remember that I had this thought today that children are a temporary thing. Like that's a, that's just the nature of kids. They grow up, they won't be here. So what are you left with then is, you know, you want to have that foundation for when the kids leave the house as well. And so that time will come full circle. And Len, you're almost at that point, you know, your girls aren't far from, um, you know, heading out into the world. I'm not going to say go to college because that'll have you, you might have a heart attack or something. <laughs> um, Pat, I'd love to come back to you for a minute too and see if there's any other, um, anything else you'd like to share as far as um, your experience and in, in your, your past with some of your relationships, um, any breakthroughs or, or times when you had, uh, you know, cr created success in a relationship that you want to share? Yeah, I um, Tara, I tore a page up. Well, it's 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 introduced to me through GoBundance. Obviously, we have the 
uh, bucket list adventure pillar and I saw um, Hyman was taking his daughter and, and um, Schwager does the same, Len does the same. So um, a year, two years ago, less than two years ago actually, I, I decided to create that bucket list adventure with my parents. And so I, we, they helped us with our business and we paid them back, but I always um, felt indebted to them for helping us when we needed it most. And so we, when we sold the business, I set aside some money to, to do a bucket list adventure with both of them. And um, my dad had been saving his points for years and years and years to go to Ireland and then burned them all to go see my brother in Ecuador. And so I took my dad to Ireland for eight days. And then this year, um, and that just that experience as far as when you create an experience like that for somebody, um, the conversations, and, and then you, you are intentional about the conversations. Um, it is so bonding and so strengthening in that relationship. It's incredible. So, and, and I was a little more nervous about doing it with my mom because she and I weren't really as close as my dad and I were. And um, I remember even talking with Sam about it. I'm like, I'm a little nervous. We're sharing hotel rooms. You know, we're doing this stuff. And uh, I took her and we played Bannon Dunes. Um, we played four of the top 11 golf courses in the country um, in the eight-day trip I did with my mom. And then I flew her up to see her sister in Vancouver Island. But, um, but man, it was, it was, it was huge for our relationship. I mean, we had conversations with my mom I'd never had before in, in, in my life. I mean, we did a lot of driving and it was awesome. So those were massive breakthroughs as far as how to strengthen a relationship that made that, you know, my whole life hasn't really been that strong. So. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I love that you did that. And, um, I think that's another area where we, you know, we have relationships with our parents that come full circle too. And, uh, you know, in many ways I see this happening and with, with my dad is, um, me becoming sort of the leader of the family and him sort of coming to me for more advice and, and also then realizing like, you know, he's being a lot nicer to me too. And there's like a part of that where I'm like, I really think he's like, softening and he's also realizing like he's going to need someone to take care of him in the future and you know there's going to be that thing also you know you our children you know and our grandchildren will probably soften us up i know my grandchildren have done that for my parents but good on you pat for being a great son and being willing to share that space even though it could have been uh, uncomfortable and uh you know the thing with our parents too is you were going into an uncomfortable place because a lot of times our parents uh, will trigger us more easily than any other human being around other than maybe our own children, right? So it's, uh, it can be challenging, but good for you, man, for doing that. It's really great. Hey, Len, Len does a good job of, of, and he mentioned this is why he thought he got voted in here, but um, he creates experiences and experiences strengthen relationships. You know what I mean? Even going on a date with your wife, you create just a small experience out of that. Those are the things that you remember. I mean, when you look back on your life, almost everything that you remember the most fondly is usually related to an experience that you had with people. But. Yeah. Yeah. That, that I would really like my children to value uh, experiences over things and uh, I recently I just took Tyler to Harry Potter land all day long on Sunday from like 8 30 until 7 at night and he wrote out like his favorite moments and I had to really think twice when souvenirs was like second on the list 
of, you know, it was things that, you know, and I think about that and it's like, man, our whole economy and everything is geared towards material items being more important than the actual experiences that we have. And, and uh, probably what most of our relationships are missing is, is shared experience, like uh, doing more things together where you're really present. Cause you know, we always, we always have phones in our hands. Even we go out to dinner with our, our friends sometimes I, I'm guilty of it. And I try now to be more conscious and leave the phone in the pocket or just leave it in the car. Uh, but it happens unconsciously and uh, we're trying to connect. It's an unconscious desire for a dopamine connection. And the reality is, is it's all sitting around us at the table there and we tend to miss it if we're not present for it. So um, awesome. Len, any other stories for you? What would be another experience of authentic relationships that, that you'd like to share? I don't have any specific stories. I think as we get into some of these other questions, I have a whole bunch of things to talk about, um, okay. but not, not a specific story. The two I wanted to share were the ones I shared earlier. Okay. Got it. Yeah. The, um, I, I did want to just ask you, like, can you just tell everyone a little bit about like success beach and you know, some of that, that piece. Cause I think like that relationship that you have with your daughters and how you're supporting their, their desire to be entrepreneurs and their projects is kind of important, but also like it'd be cool to just do an, for people that aren't aware of that tool for their families too, of success beach uh, and, and financial freedom for the family. I'd love to have you just give a quick, uh, what is it? And how is, how has that created a better relationship with your family, doing business together, having a project to work on together? How does that make it better uh, in your yeah. relationship? Yeah, so success speech was never intended to be a moneymaker in any, in any fashion. What it really was, was the girls, my daughters and I, figuring out, it was, it was really, I guess it was me trying to figure out to, uh, how to accomplish two things. One, create something that we can always look back on, and two, to build their confidence as far as just getting out there. So we did that family financial freedom video series and we sold, we sold a bunch, but it wasn't to make money. Remember, instead of writing a book, if I just write a book, right? And there's nothing wrong with writing a book, obviously. But if, that, if I just write a book, it's just, you know, something that I, I have right here. But we did that video series, not to make money, to do something together where the three of us are memorialized on video, teaching each other and teaching others how to do something. And now we have that as a memento for like, as they get older, we're going to look back and go, oh my God, look at Sophia had braces. She was, you know, 11, 12 years old doing this video. Like it gave her confidence and it gave Liana has made leaps and bounds from doing that. Now she can speak in front of rooms. It's amazing where a year and a half ago, she was literally shaking in front of rooms. And I never did a lot of public speaking. I mean, sometimes on Wall Street, but in the last year or so, I've been requested to come speak to people or on Zoom calls a lot, and now I'm super comfortable with it. That gave us confidence as a group, a bond, strengthened our bond as a family, and it gave us a memento that we can visually look at to do, you know, that's something we did together. You know what I mean? So, so Success Beach is not about making money. Yeah, we put on motivational stuff. We do silly videos. I'm sure I annoy the crap out of people with my posts. But it's really about us doing things together that we can look back on and go, look how far we've come with our mindset and what we've done together. And that has made, I mean, I think that's the reason I'm on the call. Our, I don't know a family that's stronger 
has a stronger bond than the four of us. Yeah, that's amazing. And, and just real quick, what are a couple of the family traditions and things you guys do that, that allow you to create that focus time? Like, I think you do like a quarterly or weekly or occasion, you know, you get together and you set objectives and things and then you revisit them. You even have like, maybe I'm confusing this, but like an award, sometimes one of the family members wins or you vote each other in, but I may be confusing you with someone else on that one, but share some of those traditions and things you do that create the space regularly for this stuff to emerge. Sure. And yeah, the awards wasn't us, but the, what we do is we have regular meetings and a meeting, <laughs> a, a meeting for us, it could just be over dinner. It could be out to dinner. It could be just sitting on the couch, you know, talking. What we do is we go over things that happen in real life where a lot of parents don't discuss money, don't discuss finances with their kids. We've always discussed money with our kids and we weren't shy about it. So if, if Marnie and I had a deal or if dad had a deal at work, I actually came home and I didn't bitch about it. I discussed it with the family in hopes of educating them on how the real world, world worked, whether it was positive or negative. So they are fully aware at a young age of how investments work, how to grow businesses, you know, not how to actually execute it, but how I've done it and some of the pitfalls I've gone through. So when, we did, when they did their first few investments, we would actually go on mastermind weekends where we'd go away, you know, even if it was just to Orlando, a couple of hours away, we'd go stay in a hotel for a night or two and we'd have an agenda. Everyone would bring their own bullet point agenda. We'd sit around the table and we'd go over each of those items. And then one of the things we like to do is we like to list all the income streams that we either created or kept up since the last meeting. And it's amazing because you'll think of even silly little income streams that we made I think at the last meeting, we came up with 33 between us, you know, that we, that we created in the last year or whatever it was. So little meetings, I hate to say meetings because it sounds too formal, but little moments like that as a family really sets the kids up for success and strengthens the bond. And it leaves all subjects, puts all subjects on the table, including money and finances that are, that are often taboo in a lot of families around the country. Yeah, and, and meeting or whatever you want to call it. It's just a place where you're spending purposeful time because you could just be sitting there playing a board game and you probably do that too, but you, or you could just be sitting there watching TV and you guys watch Walking Dead and stuff as a thing. But, but however, you also have this time where it's purposeful time where you're, you have set agendas and set questions and things you're really working on, which I think speaks to the way that you show up in a lot of things, Len. You're always highly prepared. You're always the first to sign up for anything that we do in GoBundance. Like you, you're, you're signing forms and sending things in. Like you're always the first all the time. There's a level of execution that, you know, I just want to appreciate. But you take that into your family and you're executing so that there is purposeful time. But also there's fun time. There's play time. There's time to do all that other stuff. So it's not like you're... You know, so you see some of these kids, I'm sending my child to Juilliard and whatever, and they're overscheduled to the hilt and they got to be honorable and all this. But you have that level of purposefulness and expectation from your family, but not the, um, the stuffiness or the inflexibility of how it can be. And, you know, I know that you've had some, Sophia decided to pull herself out of school and do homeschool and she's rocking it. And, just amazing things, but, but the biggest thing that I, I really want everyone to hear is that you're taking the time to 
to do like little mini family retreats so yep. that you're getting and, and you're right. shared experience. Yeah, and you're right. The, the fun factor is a huge piece of the puzzle. So a lot of people, like I've even had, you know, you're always going to get haters and people that are down on what you're doing, right? Because so, I put myself out there a lot now. Um, There's probably yeah, one people, listening right now. You know who you are. <laughs> exactly. Who, who cares? <laughs> so they, they – uh, there's people that say, well, you're always so focused on money or focused on business with the kids. They had no idea what they're talking about because I am literally a big goofball. We have so much fun and business and money is such a small part of what we do together, but that's all people choose to focus and see. Maybe, maybe I post too much of that. I don't know what it is, but I want the kids to be aware of money and how it works and the freedom that money allows you to have and the experiences it allows you to have. But we have way more goofy time and fun time than we do talking about business. We just try and roll it into one. So it seems like fun to talk about money and business. And it's not like school or it's not like a teacher teaching them, telling them what to do. And it's not like homework. You know what I mean? So yeah. now it's fun. Now they come to me and ask me to talk about, you know, something in investing or financing or real estate, whatever it is. They come to me now. I don't push the conversation. In the beginning, I did. Now I don't. And that means they're having a good time and enjoying it. And that's important too. You have to make sure everyone enjoys whatever method of memory making or teaching that you're using. Yeah, love it, love it. You said another thing about the memento that that success speech creates to, to, to have forever. And, and, and I just love that because even if no one else ever saw that and it didn't impact any families, which I know that it has, even Ken Wimberly chimed in here and said, you know, I love what you're doing to help develop your kids with the success speech program. You know, he has kids uh, that are similar age uh, and, and have learned from your kids. So, and I got to see Liana do the, the, the mini shark tank for kids at the Jackson Hole Wyoming retreat. And she always helps so much. But uh, I just love how you're, even if you weren't impacting lives, how that would still be a meaningful experience to have done that and created that with your family. But the fact that it then becomes something that goes out and helps other people in the world that teaches them a lesson that you can't learn any other way than, than bringing them together. And I would just encourage all of you, myself included, is think about what it would look like to document a family project right now that you did together. And you, whether you went out with friends and families, uh, and whether it's video or a website or a book or a scrapbook you build or whatever, but what is the project that you could do together, the exper shared experience you could create that would be purposeful, rooted in something you want them to learn or, or to experience? I think that's brilliant, Len. Amazing, uh, just amazing context to all that. Really good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Pat, real quick, before we get into some tactics and tips here, I'd love to just see a little bit more about the book. Like you, you talked about writing a book and that you guys were kind of broken up and the marriage was sort of over. What are some of the things that you guys did to get your relationship to where it is today? What, you know, what, and what's the story more importantly, like how did you repair your relationship from almost divorce to, to, to writing a book together about and sharing with others how they can deepen their love? It's a, it's a, it's a longer story. I mean, I can, paraphrase a little bit i mean sam came from like a corporate background all of her parents uh, her grandparents all succeeded pretty well in, in corporations retired early 
Um, and, and that was, I call it the corporate mentality that, that she always had. And she was always a really fast riser on all of the jobs that she had. And I've always been an entrepreneur and, um, she just didn't have a good concept of what that was. I mean, when, when you, when you work for the man, you get a W2, it shows exactly what you paid in taxes. It shows you exactly what you paid in FICA and everything's right there. When you're an entrepreneur, you sweep a little money that way, you sweep some over there. And at the end of the day, your tax return shows, I don't know, back then it would show a lot less. And she's like, you don't make any money. And I'm like, that's, that's not what I made. <laughs> anyway, so we had that friction in the beginning. Um, and she always felt a lot of pressure. Like she needed to step up and her job became uh, super important. And it, and it became more important than the family to a degree. Um, and so the year we were apart, um, she recognized that and that, and she had to do that in order for us to get back together for me anyway, because I didn't want to, I, I just saw what it was doing to our family. But for me, I have my own shit. And, um, and it took me about six months of, you know, blaming her and being pissed. And this is all her fault to, okay, well, what kind of negative shit did I bring to the table? And no matter whether we get back together or not, I don't want to carry that into my next relationship or I don't want to carry that baggage with me anymore. So, I was able to own my own shit um, in that year we were apart. She owned hers, and, and that's what enabled us to get back together and give it another shot. And we, Yeah, that's we one of the main lessons of the book is own your shit, right? I mean, yeah. that's own yeah. your own shit. We, we all can take a – I mean, I've been teaching my kids this since they were little, that I, I don't care if you're walking across the street and you get hit by a drunk driver that runs a red light or – you know what I mean? You can take a small piece of responsibility in everything – that happens to you, you know? And so just stepping back, looking at, okay, what did I do to create this? No matter how small it might be, you know, sometimes people are just nuts, but you know, like, okay, well maybe it was this. So, um, so, so what happened once you both owned your, your shit, then what happened? Well, she, she retired and, um, and focused more on the family, which, which helped out a lot. And then she started helping out in, in my business. And so, that was a second big thing that I did was I put my ego in check. And I was one of those guys that used to say, there's no way I could ever work with my wife, you know? And, uh, but then I started looking at my business and I'm like, you know what, all the weak spots that we have here are actually strengths of Sam's, you know? So I, I brought her in, I put my ego in check and she helped, um, grow the business to the point where, you know, the success that it was. So, um, that was, and then along that way, we also, you know, our relationship became stronger and we wanted to keep growing that relationship. So, um, and that strength. So we started reading a lot more and studying relationships a little bit more and focusing on the, the things that we learned or we started communicating better. I mean, there's, there's a ton of stuff we did and we still do to this day. I mean, we, we've been going on a lot of different podcasts and everything and, and um, Sam's like gone out and bought like the top 10 relationship books that are out there. She's like, if we're going to talk about relationships, we got to know what everybody else is saying too. So it's just one of those things that we're always trying to grow and expand on. Awesome. Um, I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> no, you didn't, but that's right. No, I'm kidding. You, <laughs> <laughs> you did for sure. No, it's great. I think, um, you know, I just want to give a context of like, it's, you know, relationships are something we actively work on. Um, all the time. And, and uh, I want to jump into letting you guys share some, uh, some wisdom and some tactics. I want to set 
just a quick thing because I've got a real quick thing that I can share that I think will be really helpful to, to everybody that's listening in or going to listen in. But this is from my coach, Janai Lane, and it's it's uh, in the relationship man, uh, module from Spirit Coach Training, which I'm a certified spirit coach and have been trained by her on this. Uh, so I thought it was fitting just to share this with you all, but it's how to make any relationship work. And essentially it's saying that for a relationship to be in harmony, you have to have experience, love, and communication. And the way this triangle works is that if you're struggling in a relationship, so communication is just verbalizing your thoughts and feelings and listening. Experience is your perception of reality, which is really, is really just having an experience together. So it's having a shared experience of a perception of reality together, which we talked about on this call already. And then the last one is love. It's a, it's in a feeling of affinity and love uh, where it's, you could also describe it as a connection. And so here's how this works. So this is kind of neat is, you know, oftentimes if you're struggling in communication, trying to communicate better doesn't solve your problem, right? Cause you're struggling at communication. So communicating is what you're struggling at. So applying that as a means to fix the relationship is a problem. So what you can do is if you're struggling in communication, you can go to the other two corners and you can create a shared experience and then a connection which creates a feeling of infinity. And what happens, it creates a ground or a space for communication to emerge. So you imagine if you can't communicate with your wife, go and do something fun with them where you're laughing and, and you're having a sense of affinity for each other. Now try to communicate. All of a sudden it opens up. Same thing with if you're not feeling the love or infinity connection to your wife or your significant other, a child, well, then what you need to do is talk with them about how you want to go and create a shared experience and then go share that experience. And then you will feel that sense of love. It'll emerge from that. And then the last one, obviously, if you're struggling to spend time together or find the time or to create a shared experience, then you need to talk about and create connection, feel the love and infinity between each other. And then what will happen is that will create the experience of, that you share together uh, from those two corners. So that's how the, the relationship triangle works. But if you're struggling in a relationship, you just move to one or the other corners. We can um, post a picture of this triangle uh, when we post about this uh, later today. But I just wanted to share that. It come up a few times, experience, communication. Uh, so I wanted to add that in. But... I'm more curious, guys, on your, your individual tactics and things that you do specifically, or just to ask a question and pose it to you. If somebody was wanting to up-level their authentic relationship pillar, what advice would you give to them? What would be the tactics, strategies, or things you'd point them towards so that they could do better in that area? All right. I'll, I'll jump in. This, this is going to be my longest answer, McLovin. You okay with that? Yeah, yeah, go for it. I'll get my green juice ready. <laughs> so basically, Marty and I always speak about it, and I'm going to go from a family and spousal point of view. We always speak about it, and one day, a few months ago, Marty actually memorialized all the things we spoke about, and she, made, she typed this out and just handed it to me. It was everything we spoke about, so I'm just going to rattle them off. That's cool. cool. And people, people can take value from it, or you can 
put yourself on mute and not listen or whatever. But here it is. This is what worked for us. And, and she titled it Always Kiss Goodnight. One thing that we do is we always kiss each other goodnight and say I love you right before we go to bed. And what that does is if there was any tiff or any spat that day, it's over right at that moment when we go to bed. We have never in 22 years of marriage had a fight that went past that moment. We don't let anything drag on. We realize it's not that important. Whatever the hell it is, is not that damn important. Let it go, put your ego aside and keep moving. So that's why, we, that's why we say always kiss goodnight, always say I love you. Your spouse comes first. That's your first family. Even more so than your kids, more so than your family, more so than your parents, your spouse comes first. That's your life partner, that's your best friend. You don't need a piece of paper. A marriage license is a piece of paper. That doesn't prove your love or your partnership, just like a college degree doesn't prove you're smart. See how I jumped right in there, bud? I'm not <laughs> that. Back. No, I'm, I'm shutting it off. Hold on. Answer it. Let's see how you handle the relationship. Oh, no, we're good. We're good. This is mine. Right, so, sorry, I'm ad-libbing. Um, and then in-laws. A lot of people don't get along with their in-laws. Well, you know what? Get along with your damn in-laws. Like, you know, the whole joke about your mother-in-law's a bitch, you know, stop that crap, man. That's your wife's mother. Get, get in tune with them. Be nice. Otherwise, if you have to push them off a little bit, fine. But don't make it a stressful point for your spouse. Um, you know, sex, romanticism. If you're not having regular romantic moments, then it's time to get out. Because you're basically, you're faking it, man. I mean, if you're not attracted to your spouse and she's not attracted to you, there's a problem. Time to move on. You got you to be honest with yourself. Make yourself do something. Find out what ignites her. Find out what gets her excited and do it. If that's, you know, just having a nice romantic dinner and a long walk on the beach, great. If that gets her juices flowing, awesome. It might be going to a damn strip club. It might be going to a nude beach. It might be going to a swingers club. Whatever the hell you're into, whatever she's into, make it happen and keep that spark going. As far as children, you know, know when to have them. Just like I spoke earlier, we waited, so we got to really strengthen that bond with each other. And, and it allowed us to just grow as best friends. So a lot of people are like, you know, I think rush into having kids. I want to have these three kids and let's have them right now. But you didn't allow each other to grow together. And that can lead to some more tension. Parenting. When you're parenting, you know, stand by each other. Always have each other's back and each take turns holding the reins. That way there's not just one authority figure and one person's the good cop and one person's the bad cop. You guys have to be a team when you're raising those kids, so you're a unified front. Um, with friends, this is the one that I see the most difference. I see guys that when they're out with the guys, they are a completely different person than when I'm out on a couple's night with them with their wife. They're with their wife and they turn into this alter ego of what they think <laughs> she wants them to be. That is the biggest fraud going in this country. It's Being so disappointing. It is. Be who you are. I, anyone who knows me, I am literally the same dumbass, goofy person with Marnie and without Marnie. I say the same exact things that I say around guys that I say around her. And once again, you want to be authentic? That's the name of this call. Be authentic all the time. Um, divorce. When we have friends going through divorce, we actually steer clear of them. Um, you know, don't get dragged down into other people's shit. You're going to have your own stuff that comes up throughout your life. You don't need to be dragged down into other people's stuff. That doesn't mean you know, not to help people, but that means don't get dragged into it where it's consuming you. Other people's problems are consuming you. Um, if you we're all going to have a health crisis at some point. Well, make plans for that health crisis. That way when it does happen, it's going to happen to your parents, yourself, your kids at some point. 
unfortunately, we're going to go through it. So it's not a surprise, and you're not curled up in the fetal position in the corner. You know, plan for it. Understand that these things are going to happen. It's part of life. And be prepared for it. Have a plan, and it won't be such a punch in the face when it happens. Um, same with estate and family planning. Same thing. Um, travel. Make sure you travel with and without the kids. You know, when the kids are younger, like we said earlier, Marnie and I did not travel because we were, you know, we, we were afraid to leave the kids when they were little. And now we rekindled that in the last several years, and we go away freaking a lot. And it's fantastic for romance and everything. And, uh, and be selfish. Have an activity that you do without your spouse. So, you know, Marnie plays tennis. That's her escape from us. You know, she gets to go play tennis. She loves it. I play golf. Do, figure out a hobby or something that you do without the other one so it gives you that little feeling of freedom. Even travel alone. Go on guys' trips. Go on girls' trips. You shouldn't be jealous. Like, if Marnie goes away, she goes to Vegas with her friends or she's going on the go Wives trip, I'm not jealous. Like, I'm like, go have a good time. Go crazy. Get drunk. Go, you know, be nuts. I know she's coming home to me. I know she's not going to go out and bang some dude on vacation. So, you know, don't, don't, be, don't be, like, jealous. There's so much jealousy. You see a lot of the wives get jealous of some of the guys. Um, she even wrote down here, like, help wives in GoBundance. See the value in GoBundance. See the help your wife see the value of you guys going on these trips and masterminding because it's going to help grow your business, grow relationships, and lead to better things for your family. Um, what else? Know your role. If you're in business together or you're in the relationship, know your role. So Marnie's the backbone of all our companies, and I am the executor. I make stuff happen. She puts it into the bookkeeping and structural part of the business. We know our roles. We don't step on each other's toes. We appreciate what the other one does. That's super important. And, you know, other people are going to be negative. Let them spew their lava. Just smile and nod, but be a switch flipper. I am a switch flipper, which means I flip the switch from on to off, and it never goes back on. So if you screw me once, you screw my family once, that switch is going off, you're out of our life, and you're never coming back in. Um, that allows you to have that loyalty um, with each other that, Everything, you back each other, whether you're right or wrong. Remember, your, your immediate family is right or wrong. You back them no matter what. And that loyalty creates that bond and strengthens that bond beyond you could ever, um, what you could imagine. So sorry for the long rant, but that's just, uh, that's how we do it. And it's worked for us. Awesome. Hey, can you send us that list so we can um, yep. post it? Or can you put, maybe post it at some point? But sure. um, I think that's great. What a great model. It's cool that, that you, again, you got purposeful or Marnie did about really capturing those lessons and you're, what you really just shared is like, here's what really works in our relationship. Like these are the things that we do that have produced and yield great results. And you know, you've got kids that are older than mine. So I always say this to you, you've heard me say it, but I look up to you as a, as a, a father figure, not my own father figure, but a father that I want to emulate and have the same results come from my kids that you do from yours. But it's from all of those tactics. I like get so cool to see those all laid out that produce those results. So nicely done, Len. Great, great. Info. Hey, I'm going to ask a question of both of you in a minute. I'm going to put it out there. So you have a chance to think, cause I didn't, uh, uh, cue this up before, but I'd love to know a couple of who your key relationships have been throughout your life and what you've learned for them, from them. So a couple of people that, that have helped you. And, and Pat, you don't have to go to that question yet because I'd love to hear uh, the answer to the question of, of tactics, you know, strategies. You know, what works in your relationships, Pat, that, that we could learn from and would help us to level up in this pillar? 
I think, well, Len, Len's, uh, it's sim some of the stuff's going to be a little bit similar to what Len is saying. Also, uh, we have a, a thing we call a biggest fan in that, um, you know, your, your spouse is, you have your relationship in order to bring the best possible you you can to any relationship. You obviously have to learn how to love yourself first. So that your relationship and, and how you love yourself. And, and Rob, I think asked a question at the very beginning of this thing about, you know, your God and your higher power. That's all part of loving yourself. You know, I would put all that into that same category. And when you're right with all that, then you can bring your A game into your relationship. And so when you're focusing on the relationship, one of uh, the things that we do constantly is we are each other's biggest fan. Um, but no matter what Sam's doing, I want to support her. I want to, I want to be right there in the front row of the stage, you know, with my hands in the air doing the front row factor for her. And then same thing, you know, she does the same thing for me. So we are each other's biggest fan. And I think that, um, is, is a key element. Um, and when it comes to communication, uh, you, you put posted the chart up there, which I, I loved, but another thing that, uh, that we've learned is that you have to create a, a place of safety and vulnerability when you're having a, a conversation or when you're when you got to talk about big topics or any of that stuff so obviously when you're sniping at somebody you're not creating a place of safety you're going to make them defensive and then it's harder to have a good conversation so we try to communicate um as often as we possibly can from a place of loving and and safety so that we can have more meaningful conversations biggest thing though is relationships take work um your your wife and your kids should be your your why why we're as entrepreneurs we're going constantly you know 24 7 our brains are just always rolling you know i gotta do this i gotta do that i gotta do this and our relationships with our family are why this is why we're doing everything that we're doing and when we step back and take a look at that we're like okay well what am i giving my why right now often I look at myself and be like, okay, I haven't done a lot for my why re recently. I need to take a step back and really focus and make sure that we're all in a good place. Um, so putting in the time and the effort on building your, your personal relationships with your own family is, is huge, massive. And as entrepreneurs, we, we sometimes forget that we take them for granted. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's, you know, we, we did the book review uh, at one point with the whole tribe, Jim Shields' book. I think it's worth mentioning that we have an amazing tribe member that's it, right there local with Len. Uh, and Jim Shields wrote a book called The Family Board Meeting. And it's just a great, simple book, uh, simple message of spending quality time with our children one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, quarterly because we we have these board meetings with our business partners and and meetings with our teams but you know do we give our kids that same kind of attention and it's a great great uh, concept to, to use and to do and uh, awesome well yeah check out that book if you're interested I, I don't know uh, how long ago it was that we did that review we could probably post the um, interview again go team as well I'm thinking here as we're going through this that would be something to throw do for throwback thursdays so so len I, i'd love to know like who some of the key relationships have been in your life that that have added value um or that have been mentors or that that you feel have really helped you to get to where you are today just curious who some of those folks might be and what you've learned from them 
Yeah, Allah, once you said the question before, the first person that came to mind was a guy named Bobby Cologne, who was my first boss when I got my first job on Wall Street. And I never played golf as a kid because golf was always thought of as a wolf sport. You know, I was playing baseball, football, basketball, you know, all, all the cool sports. But golf was not thought of as a cool sport back then. Um, this was pre-Tiger Woods, right? So it was, it was thought of as just an old stuffy country club white guy sport. When I got onto Wall Street, I saw that Bobby was creating relationships by taking clients out golfing and spending four or five hours with the client and coming back with big deals. And I said to him, I'm like, I'm like, why are you always, you know, why are you always doing that? Like, what's the benefit of that? I, I hadn't been in business yet, you know? And he taught me, if you make yourself good at golf in the corporate world, you will become that much more attractive to people. They'll want to do business with you. They'll want to take you to outings and they'll want to be around you. So I immediately took a bunch of golf lessons and I became pretty good at golf, got down to a four handicap and people wanted to, it sounds superficial, people wanted to be around me. But what that did is it gave me an access to an opportunity to create a relationship that bettered my life. So these people would ask me to come to golf outings and be on their team or take me golfing for the day. And I would be able to work a business deal, which later led to a friendship and or, you know, a monetary, um, you know, uh, advantage going forward. So I, that was the first thing for some reason. He taught me that you can create relationships through different measures and that and golf was one of them. So sports can lead to a relationship. And I created many relationships that way still to this day um, by making myself more attractive by being good at a certain sport. Nice. Great. What a great lesson. How's your handicap today? <laughs> it's probably about an eight or 10 because I have three tears in my shoulder, but I'm trying. <laughs> Not too bad. Not too bad. How about you, Pat? Influential relationships that have impacted you. Who would you say? There's, well, it's funny. I've always been um, kind of a, a loner, which has probably been a detriment to why it took me so long to get to where I needed to get to because I didn't have a lot of those mentor type relationships when I was younger, I, I, they were there. I just didn't take advantage of them. So, um, the ones that have had the biggest impact obviously is, is, is Sam. I mean, we're to be, to be married, um, to your absolute best friend, the one person that, that you want to spend the most time with, um, and to be in business together and to be in life together and to kind of have a future vision together is, is, awesome it's where it's at so um but the second one i would probably say would be it's funny i would i would put my dad in there but five years ago maybe 10 years ago i wouldn't and um and it's as <laughs> i'm a late bloomer but uh you start thinking back on all the advice and i used to call my dad the biggest lecturer on the planet you know you'd, you'd throw one sentence out there and your dad would go into a full diatribe well you know son and He's and I called him a lecturer. He's like, oh God, I got another lecture from dad. I tell my brother, but when I started thinking back on all of the lectures that he gave me, they were, it was solid advice. It was all great advice. And so now about five years ago, I started actually just listening to what he was saying, rather, you know, like what's great about this? What can I take from this conversation that, that will help me rather than rolling my eyes, you know? And uh, he's a pretty smart motherfucker. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's great, man. Love it. Yeah, dad's a good one. Yeah, my dad said to me the other day, I said, Dad, you want to go on a fan abundance trip to Finland to see the Northern Lights? And he goes, I don't know, you might want to check 
and see first because I, I think there might be some <clears throat> some terrorist issues in Finland and I'm thinking that was not what I was expecting you to give us <laughs> advice there. I was expecting you to go, man, that'd be awesome if we could go to see the Northern Lights in Finland together. But the point is that I think our, our fathers will never stop bothering us and we'll never stop being fathers to, uh, to our children. So we got to just take the good. That's good advice, Pat. Really good advice. Um, all right, guys. So, hey, Len, any other relationships pop in mind that were influential that you want to share? No, I mean, I honestly, it's Marnie. I mean, Marnie is a person that I have yet to meet a person who doesn't like Marnie. And there's plenty of people who don't like me, but there, I have yet to, yet to meet someone that doesn't like her. She's so great with people and, and so well liked. She's just a master that, like Pete. Like, I mean, do you know anybody who doesn't like Pete? I mean, everyone likes Pete. You know what I mean? So, so they've taught me to soften some of my blows sometimes. You know what I mean? They're so good at it. Um, I just look up to both of them with the way they're able to maintain and create relationships. Mm, that's awesome. Awesome. Cool. Well, I've met both of your wives and amazing <laughs> human beings. No question to that. So, all right, guys. So um, I just wanted to add a couple of things in here, and then we'll finish with any parting advice you want to give to the guys. We can also do Q&A. So if you're live, you're listening in, and you want to ask either of these guys a question or myself about relationships, uh, their stories, their tactics, strategies, anything at all, we'd love to hear your question. Um, so here's what I was going to say is uh, a couple of things. The relationship with self and the God thing that you connected, I was going to come back to what Rob said, uh, and you pointed it out too, Pat, but you know, I think there's this uh, part of the authenticity piece where we have to get real with ourselves. And you know, my journey of, of that um, is something where I was overweight, I was struggling, I, I really, I had some success in business externally, but I really wasn't feeling great about myself and my own relationship with me was, was really damaged and, and broken. And uh, I used the, some coaching and some meditation and some, some gratitude exercises and some other things, a let go list. Many of you have done let go list with me before, but I used a lot of these tools and some coaching uh, to, to work on myself. But what it did was it connected me more deeply to who I was and, and to my authentic self. And that's something that I want all of us to, to be on a journey to do, which is to discover at your core, who are you? Uh, it's not that you're a father or a GoBundance member or a real estate investor or, or, or a business owner or a leader or a brother, wife, mother, sister, daughter. You're none of that, right? You are uh, you are a unique human being with infinite spirit and potential inside of you and all around you. And uh, I think that's something we have to always continually connect with authentically is it's, it's not who are we, meaning like another role, another identity that we stack on there. You know, like now I'm a, I'm a home brewer now or I'm a crypto investor now or whatever the newest thing is that we add on as, an, as a layer of our identity. But rather than add on these layers of identities, I would just challenge you to start peeling some of them back and really spending time with yourself and finding out who you really are. And, and, and without all of the success and without all of the, the baggage and all of the other things, but beyond all of that, 
who are you at your core and uh, and spend some time with yourself you know we talked about doing retreats with our families and spending purposeful time with others but we also said that the most important relationship we have is really with our ourself our higher self our authentic self that's the, the relationship we have to make sure we've got down first and foremost so that requires us to maybe think about what does a personal retreat look like? Like, have you ever spent a day or two days or a weekend on your own reflecting? I know some of you and David has done this and my coach just did recently, but they have silent retreats where you're disconnected completely. But uh, I would say that the difference between where a lot of us are financially, and, and I could be wrong, this is just my own opinion, but the difference between somebody who has five, 10 or 20 or even 50 or a hundred million dollar net worth and those who maybe uh, are able to go beyond that and create amazing products, amazing uh, movements in the world that, 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 you know, we're witnessing some of those right now being created, but, but, but thinking about those, the ability to create those really comes I believe from getting really clear on who you are and accessing like this deep power that we all have inside of us, which is only accessible when we get rid of all of the other bullshit, the limiting beliefs, the person we think we are or aren't, the, the baggage we carry through life of our past mistakes and, and things we did, or living in the future of just, I can't, I'll be happy when I get this. I'll be happy when this happens. But being in this moment with yourself authentically and then um, creating from that place uh, without any rules and, and with your, all of your potential gathered up, um, that would be powerful. And I don't think I'm there yet. I don't even know, you know too many people who are that connected with, with themselves, but it's amazing what level of success I believe could emerge from that, from that relationship with yourself uh, that's truly authentic. So anyways, I'll step off the soapbox and uh, it doesn't look like we had any Q&A uh, come in. We must have done a really great job. We did convince Sam Wiegert to take up golf. Um, so we have that going for us. But uh, guys, this was an, an awesome call and I, I, I'll close it out here in a second. But I'd, I'd love to just uh, hear any parting thoughts or advice for the tribe on authentic relationships or anything in general that you want to give advice on. I can, I can elaborate a little bit on what you were talking about. It's basically chapter one of the book that we wrote, but you can't be the most loving partner until you've filled up your own cup as far as love goes. And we kind of, we, we, we stole the term self full. It's not selfish to focus on yourself. It's self full, right? Because when you're full, then everything that overflows is what you can give to everybody else. So mm. being able to get there, and that's, it's been a challenge of mine my whole life. I barely even recognized what self-love was until sitting there with Ryan Hughes talking about it in Vietnam. But uh, um, it's, uh, it, you know, when, you, when you're spending half your day beating yourself up, that's not self-love, and, and it tends to make you grouchy. <laughs> and then that's going to affect your relationship. So it's critical, actually to be, you know, pretty as self-full as you possibly can. So, yeah, great advice. That. Great advice, Pat. Thank you. Len? Yeah, I guess I'll leave, I'll leave um, everybody with the three 
factors I think are great in any relationship. You can apply it to whatever category. I mean, I, I like that we all, first of all, I like that we all talked about get the authentic relationship with yourself as being the most important. All three of us mentioned that several times, and I thought that was pretty cool. But the three factors to me are reciprocity, loyalty, and spontaneity. So reciprocity, make sure that wh whatever that relationship is, it's a two-way street. Relationships that are a one-way street end badly. So mm -hmm. whatever it is, whether it's with your wife, a friend, a business associate, make sure that value is coming both ways. I think that's super important. Loyalty, also super important. If Marnie has an issue, and even if she's 100% wrong, I have her back unconditionally. If Pete wants to do a business venture or something, and he's 100% wrong, I'll tell him, but I'll have his back publicly, unconditionally, no matter what. Same with my kids, same with my family, whoever your inner circle is. And spontaneity, I think, super important. So if you're just a guy who goes to work every day, and you come home, and you give your wife the worst hours of your day, and she's stuck in Groundhog's Day of watching the kids, picking them up from school, and you're just repeating that every day, you're going to create tension. Have some spontaneity. Book a trip that you don't even tell her about. Take her out to dinner without asking her. Just do something spontaneous to, get, to make that spark always be there. Um, and that's with, it doesn't have to just be with your wife. It could be with friends. could be with your kids, whatever it is. So spontaneity is a huge factor in getting rid of those doldrums. Awesome. Great advice. I love the order of them. That's, that's killer. Guys, this has been exceptional. Um, for those of you who are listening live, uh, we have uh, the pillar killer call with our horizontal income guys, uh, Matty A and Gary Jonas tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern. So uh, please tune in if you can. Uh, it was mentioned on this call. I'm going to announce it here. Uh, there's a go wives trip in April for our wives that my wife and some of the other wives are putting together. Uh, it'll be in either Arizona or New Mexico. They're taking deposits right now. They're allowing 18 uh, ladies to go, and uh, it's half sold out already, and that's it's only been live for, I think, 24 hours. So uh, you would like to introduce your wife to that. Um, there's some info in the Fambundance Facebook group, and I think we're going to post something later this week in the main elite group as well. Uh, so check that out. And then... Um, uh, I just wanted to appreciate you both uh, real quick. Pat, uh, it's been awesome uh, watching you grow in, in the role as a leader in GoBundance, as a bad as a as an uh, overall supporter of me all the time, of uh, making sure that uh, you try to help out and take things off my plate at times. You're always asking if you can contribute. Um, I love how you show up in your marriage and in all relationships. You, you really are. Uh, authentic, and you've helped me in many ways uh, by subtle advice that you give around how I can be a better husband to Lindsay. Um, you've also uh, really stepped up with the Go Couples trip, and it's not easy to plan those trips. It's even harder to go on one that I'm on that you've planned, um, and you did it like a champ. You rocked it. It was, it was a great trip. Everyone had a great experience, and uh, you, just, you just do that selflessly in everything that you do, Pat, and I just love how you show up. So thank you, brother, for sharing your knowledge today and for being a great leader in GoBundance. We really appreciate you and uh, really great advice today, too. And uh, Len, I, know I could sit here and talk about you all day because I just feel like you're such a great human being. Um, you're just such an executor of things. Like, you don't talk about things, you do things. 
and, uh, and then you talk about them after you've already done them. And I think that's a rare thing in today's world. There's a lot of talk. Talk is cheap. Um, you do show up authentically all the time. You tell me if you think there's a challenge or something going on. And we have a lot of authentic discussions, you and I, uh, over things. And that has helped the tribe to be a better place because a lot of times you tell me the things that other people won't tell me. And uh, you're really open and honest. And you do it in a way where it's fun and I don't feel like you're, you're coming from a, a bad place. You're always coming from a supportive place. Uh, you're an amazing father, amazing husband. Uh, your kids are doing amazing things in the world. But we're, we're proud to have you in this tribe. The only uh, two-time pillar killer, Mr. Len, Mr. Pat. You guys are amazing. It was such an awesome call to have you here today and uh, share some of your knowledge on authentic relationships with everybody. So thank you so much. I know I speak for the whole tribe when I say that we're grateful to uh, have your friendship and have you here in the tribe. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. And if you liked it, let us know. We will be posting the other five Pillar Killer interviews in the future, if you would like. That is uh, an incredible way to learn. Anyways, listen, grab life big. Life big.